Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. Um, so my name is uh, Tariro Zazela, and I am from Zimbabwe originally. I was born there, lived there for a long time, and then I moved to Maryland, uh, like middle school. And yeah, I was in Maryland for middle school and high school. And then I went to college in Italy for three and a half years. Moved to New York for, yeah, a little over four years ago. And I've been here since. So your time living in Italy, were you mostly just spending time in Italy every weekend or were you traveling outside of the country a good amount? I did the thing that like really ambitious, but kind of not so smart people do, which is that I was based in Rome. I was there for school, my university, and I spent so much time trying to see so much of Europe, mm-hmm. the rest of Europe, mm-hmm. basically, that I didn't spend that much time really exploring Italy until my last year, um, which was great. But I always think like I should have spent more time like just <laughs> in Rome, like yeah. more of my weekends in Rome, should have spent more time just exploring Italy itself. There's so much to see. But instead, I was like, I got to go see Paris. I got to go to London. Must go to like Budapest. Must go to Greece. All these places. And that was great. That was a really wonderful experience. But I definitely look back on it and think, oh my gosh, I didn't go there. I should have gone there. <laughs> you went to kind of the bucket list places first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then tried to race through Italy at the end, which wasn't the best idea. Sure. When did So when did you start realizing that you should have spent more time there? Did it take someone to come visit for you to realize that? Or was it just throughout time you thought, oh, wow, I haven't spent too much time in Italy? The summer before my senior year was the first summer, actually, and the only summer I spent in Italy. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was that I was there for the year, and I got to do so much stuff there. And one yeah. of my friends... Um, Allison, we'd traveled together a lot, and she said, well, we should do Southern Italy. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's <laughs> what that? <laughs> so we spent a few weeks in Sicily. We did like Palermo, and then we went to Naples and did um, the Amalfi Coast. It was just the best time. And I think that trip, just kind of putting my Italian to work uh-huh. during that trip, like meeting the nicest people, And just, like, relaxing, having, like, August and enjoying it like an Italian was (laughs) amazing. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, at the end of the trip, I thought, wow, there's so much I haven't seen. And that's kind of the same thing that I've had in New York Mm -hmm. of being, like, I moved here for school. I did a lot of bopping around the city when I was in school because I was in a reporting program. But after that, I was just like, no, I'm good. Like, if I'm traveling, I'm going somewhere. Uh There's just a lot to see here that I haven't been paying attention to. And then also just a lot of my friends stayed in Europe after school or the ones that were here went there. And even beyond that, like a lot of friends just moved all over the place. And I was always keen to go to those places. 
and my family's kind of spread out as well. Mm -hmm. So I've always just wanted to go so far. Uh -huh. The idea of traveling has always meant like getting on a plane and going somewhere far. <laughs> and I'm trying to just make myself see more of like New York, more mm -hmm. of where I am. Like I want to explore a little bit more upstate. I want to do more states mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like they're fun trips. They're great like experiences to just like hang out with your friends mm -hmm. and see a place you haven't seen before and probably wouldn't see otherwise. And I'm just starting to not take that for granted. Absolutely. Well, and it's crazy because you talk to, you know, some Europeans or Australians, people who travel a lot, and they ask you about things in the United States, and you go, I actually haven't done that. Even about New York specifically, I felt oh that gosh. before. I'm <laughs> constantly embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned in our pre-interview that you've been thinking a lot about local traveling. Can you explain what that term specifically means to you? I think it can be a different meaning for different people. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea of just getting to know the place that you're in is important and trying to like fully root yourself there. Mm -hmm. More and more, I'm starting to think like, well, if I'm constantly moving, like I don't know where I will root myself. I don't know where I plan to stay for a long time. So I might as well just like fully plant myself here while I'm here. Yeah. There's no need to be in New York and like planning for when I live in like Nairobi or uh -huh. something, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm here. So I should get to see what's around me. I had this great uh, travel writing professor in college and he would tell us, you guys can go write a travel story about like going to Paris or you can go get on the bus outside of campus and take it to the end of the line. And you could get a great travel story out of that as well. Just being present and observing the things that are different that you wouldn't normally otherwise. Like mm -hmm. any sort of experience that's different. Like that's yeah. a travel experience. For me, local right now is New York. It's the East Coast and, and it's the United States. Mm -hmm. And I also I think like something else worth mentioning is like I didn't grow up going on really nice trips. Like I had parents who like worked really hard. But we didn't do like big family vacations. I think before we moved to the US, we would do like a trip to South Africa. We would drive from Zimbabwe to like Durban, go to the beach, or like we'd go to Cape Town, you know, as a family. Mm -hmm. But once we moved to the US, we didn't do stuff like that. And gotcha. growing up, I just did have that itch mm -hmm. of being like, when am I gonna travel again? Like, yeah. I can't wait to work so that I can save up and travel and like go see other places and meet other people and do all of that. And it's like, well, I'm in New York. There are other places there are other people there are all of these things so there's no reason to miss out on it oh i absolutely agree i love the idea of just being present somewhere like having that be the reason for traveling or having that be almost the definition of it to compare it to meditation in general a lot of the times moving meditation is a lot easier than sitting still and meditating so it seems like people are having to go really long distances just to be present when like your professor said you could just be here and really experience the city that you're in. Yeah. So I think that's a super interesting way to look at it. I always like to focus on people you meet while you travel. Has there been anyone you've met who has shown you this incredible amount of compassion or hospitality that's wanted nothing in return? I, you know, met so many lovely people and, you know, like people who open their doors to you or like show mm -hmm. you a place and are just kind and fun. I think of like the trip I mentioned, um, it being like in Palermo with my friend Allison, mm -hmm. I think while we were there, we got in the habit of going to this one bar every night that we just, we liked the people there. We liked the guy who owned it. His name was Vincenzo. Like we yes. thought he was just like 
the best man ever. Mm-hmm. He was wonderful. And we met these guys there who were just like, oh yeah, like we can show you Palermo. Like, yeah, no problem. Like, were they let's from there? do it. One of them was from there and the other one was from Naples. Mm-hmm. But he had spent a lot of time there. He spent all his summers there, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And they just showed us around everywhere. They like drove us. I mean, they had to basically like drop everything. I don't know what their plans <laughs> were. But I would I don't think I would ever really do that for a stranger uh-huh. and they're like no we'll show you everything drove us to like the best beach showed us like their favorite croissant place oh, like they're cool. like this is where we come and get our cornetti in the morning and like get our coffee uh-huh. at like four o'clock in the morning you know yeah. um yeah, yeah. and it was just really nice there wasn't like anything creepy about it yeah. there wasn't like they didn't want anything in return it was very much Like, this is our town, we love it, and we want to show it to you. So that's one thing that comes to mind. And we had, like, a similar experience with the same friend when we were traveling in Turkey together. We were in Antalya, and we had the same thing. We met just the nicest people. Everybody offered to show us around, take us to their favorite places. Just, I think a lot of people have so much pride in where they're from. Mm -hmm. And I think we could do that too. I think we could benefit from that we if we absolutely do that if too. we were a little bit more local and a little bit yeah. more present, right? Absolutely. Um, I know you're trying to get to know your hometowns better, now, the places that you live. Have you felt like you've gotten to show people hospitality when they've come to visit you, whether it was in Italy or New York? I think I have. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better about New York. Mm-hmm. I I think I nailed it in Rome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after like three and a half years, I was like, we're doing this and this and this. And I think I had a friend who came to visit me in Rome my first semester there. Mm-hmm. And she totally got like a bad trip versus like friends who came at the end. But I could really give them like the lowdown with kind of like a rich history of the city mm-hmm. because I also did orientation So I think like two orientations, I ended up like as an orientation leader, I ended up giving Mm -hmm. like tours of the city. (laughs) And I was like, I have no clue. Like, what is this? I hope no one asked me a question. I'm like, please don't ask me questions. So once that happened one time, I ended up prepping myself for Mm -hmm. the second time. Like when people came later on, I really was interested and like kind of like really passionate about it. And I would think by then I'd really fallen in love with Rome and like I wanted everybody to see my version of Rome. Uh I wish I could remember like specific spots. I mean, there's just so much. I think a lot of what you see in Rome is the big monuments and all of that stuff just because there's so much of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like an obsession with fountains. (laughs) It's really bizarre. Um, There were a lot in Rome. There are a lot in Rome, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like once wrote an entire piece about like fountains in Rome, like (laughs) for a class. I was like, yeah, I'd love to do this. I could go back to Rome and create a fountain tour. Who knows? <laughs> Look at that. You got to be those Italian guys for you to someone else. I feel like you got to eventually feel it. You found your fountains. <laughs> you turned into that tour guide. Is there anyone that you've met that has really influenced your life or impacted your life a lot that you met while you were traveling? Oh my gosh. I think like professionally speaking, it's my professors, I guess we kind of just all fall into that category because... I've met them all technically while traveling, or I guess while living abroad. Mm-hmm. Having the opportunity to sit in classrooms with people from all over the world who I don't think I necessarily would have crossed paths with otherwise, mm-hmm. and to really just hear them talk about, you know, like the politics where they come from or the history where they come from, the culture, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. really opened my eyes to like other things. Being in Italy wasn't 
my only experience of being like in a different culture, right? It was like being in the U.S. had been being in a different culture. Right. So being, it was like on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, you just get all these different people. So that was great. And my friend, Allison, who I've mentioned a few times now, I think really changed my attitude about traveling. Like I was always so eager to do it and I wanted to do it. But I was also always like a little bit nervous. I think I've always been just like a slightly nervous person. And she's super outgoing. And on all our trips, she kind of took the lead on being like, and now we're going out. And like, now we're going to talk to these people and these people. And it's going to be great. And I think that also affected my personality. Like, I'm very comfortable with people that I know. I'm willing to be, you know, like very open, sociable, like all of that stuff. Less so if I don't know you. And definitely not so much if I'm like in a foreign country, not sure like what's going on and I learned from her to do a little bit more of that that has played like a huge part in my wanting to be a journalist too Mm -hmm. just being comfortable wherever you are and like not carry I'm like you know we stayed in some like crappy hostels Mm -hmm. like a lot of them we had like things break trains break like fall asleep (laughs) on an overnight ferry that Mm -hmm. like there's no air conditioning or there's too much air conditioning like all that kind of stuff. And like, you know what? I was never picky. And that's something that was really emphasized in like traveling with her where we kind of just roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely translates to journalism. It's like, you never know what you're going to get. You just got to go with it. <laughs> you know, like it'll be fine. Like I'll never, I know I'll never be a person who complains about like having to share a room with somebody, having to sleep on the floor, like having to like wait 20 hours in an airport and like not being able to leave like stuff like that is just so minor to me now so just kind of having a friend like that who's like let's just try it try everything yeah that's definitely had an impression on me a lasting impression and it's very much a part of who i am now too that's a great quality to pick up from someone while you're traveling with them yeah you had a trip where nothing was really working out well and this tends to happen when you travel do you feel like there's any other times where something scary happened at the time or embarrassing happened at the time, but you can look back on now and laugh or smile about? (laughs) I think living in Italy is an entire series of me, like, (laughs) saying stupid, like, wrong things in Italian and people just looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, I love clothes. I mean, I think that's one of the things that maybe people don't think about that much is, like, being cautious of the customs and kind of what's like appropriate depending on where you are. Uh, so I'm constantly like before I go anywhere, I try to make sure that like my cute New York clothes are actually appropriate for wherever I'm headed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, logistical problems I think are the main thing, Mm -hmm. but also after living in Rome for three and a half years, I feel like I'm hating on Rome today. I love Rome. (laughs) I would love to go back. Uh-huh. I'm jealous because actually one of two of my good friends are headed back there in the next couple of days. But a lot of stuff just didn't work, you know? Like the buses were constantly late. You just we walked everywhere. Like the buses were always late. The metro was a mess. Um it was a lot of waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, things would say they would open at a certain time, but then they didn't and your whole day got thrown off because you went to the post office. It should have taken 10 minutes. It took an hour. And then the bus didn't come or like the tram wasn't running or this thing. There was this strike or that strike. And um, what that really taught me is that like 
things just don't work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fix them. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. So you might as well go sit down, grab a cappuccino and read a book. And enjoy it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the world's not going to end because you mailed something like 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. isn't a great attitude for journalism because, like, <laughs> deadlines are a real thing. That's what you're telling your editor. You're like, listen. I went and I got a coffee, okay? I was waiting for inspiration. The inspiration was late. Um, no, I think it definitely taught me that. And also just to kind of be nice to people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have no idea why things aren't working. Like, maybe it is, like, bureaucracy, which is typically the case there. Mm-hmm. But... I find that here sometimes, like, I get annoyed because, I feel like, New York is the exact opposite, right? Where I feel like people are almost always on time. Yep. There's just this sense of, like, this needs to happen and it needs to happen mm-hmm. now. And if it doesn't happen now, like, the world is ending. Like, but I think living in Italy kind of taught me that that stuff's just not the most important it's funny, those are like the two extremes, New York and I know Italy and, and certain places in Europe have a way slower attitude and lifestyle. Oh my gosh, I mean, in August, everything's just closed there. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys can't see my face right now, but I'm in shock. I'm like, how are things closed for an entire month? <laughs> um, it's because they are taking advantage of like real vacation time, yes. which we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> And they're seeing the, whether or not they're leaving the country or not. They're probably, a lot of them are probably seeing other parts of their own country. Yeah. Kind of like what we were saying earlier. You yeah. Know, they have that curiosity about the place that they're from. And because of that, they're going to have more pride in it too. Definitely. Yeah. And I think this might just be that, like, I wasn't born here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love America. And I think I love it more than a lot of my friends who were born here. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much, I've been afforded so much opportunity living here. And I also, like, really appreciate the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also say that just, like, coming from a place where I don't think I would have had the same opportunities or the same freedoms mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And I'm actually in the, like, American citizenship process right now. And I'm like, I want this more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I would imagine that's a frustrating process to be involved in. It's a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, um, you know, like, under the current government, I think it's going to be even longer mm-hmm. and it's a little harder, which makes it kind of frustrating, yeah. but it's also just like, I really want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do feel in a lot of ways, like I am an American, you know, I've been here for so long now and I don't have an American passport, mm-hmm. but I also don't have a Zimbabwean passport. I have an American uh, issued refugee travel document okay. and <laughs> it just confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that does mean like being detained in places or sometimes just having to answer answer the extra questions you know one of the things i think people don't or my american friends don't think about is kind of being able to travel with an american passport Mm -hmm. is a huge privilege an enormous privilege like i need visas to go almost everywhere really you know and that's i mean that's money right like visas cost money it's also logistics you have to plan ahead enough but not too far ahead that like you can't get the visa um, and then you have to wait for it to arrive. I mean, that's a process. Like for me to go to Europe, I need a visa for me to go anywhere, most places I need one. And that's just something that like, you know, the U S has all sorts of deals worked out with a a number of countries where you can get visas on arrival. I can't really do that. You know, I can't do stuff like that. And a lot of other people can't either. It's actually not that many people who even have passports, right? 
So again, just emphasizing that idea of like, get to know where you are mm -hmm. and go, you know, we don't need passports to go across state lines. Yeah. So why not go see that? There's so much to see here. That's probably the main thing I would want like people to think about is yeah. it's such a privilege to be able to go off somewhere and see something different. Um, and it's not something to be taken for granted. No kidding. I do think like we are living in this time where like it, you know, with, you know, like a globalization and like people being able to travel more freely. I think it's important to not forget that like for a lot of people, it still is like very much a challenge. And I've been very privileged to be able to like still go do all of these things and go to these places and to pay for these documents and these visas and stuff. Well, I'm impressed by your just general outlook and like overall mood about traveling too. having to deal with all this frustration. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Well, I mean, I do think of it as like, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do it mm -hmm. and I love doing it. And I'm never unaware of like how lucky I am that I can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like my grandparents are from like my dad's side are from Zimbabwe and my mom's side are from Zambia. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother, my mother's mother is my only living grandparent. And she's in her 90s, and she lives um, in this town, like this village called Chongwe. Mm -hmm. And she um, she's never left, you know? And I think, like, her grandkids are all over the world. Like, I have a brother in New Zealand. Like, I've got, you know, like a brother in South Africa. I've got a brother in England. I'm here, you know, um, we're spread out. My parents are in D.C., and she's never left. Right. Because it, it is very difficult. It's like just figuring out those like small logistical steps to do things and like the cost of it and just the effort. And like she's not in great health and hasn't been for a long time. Um, it makes me take it all more seriously. And I think it makes me so much more grateful when I am able to go somewhere like mm -hmm. to be like in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower and be like, oh my gosh, like my grandparents could have never done this. And I don't know right. if they could have ever imagined that I would get to do this. Um, which brings me to, I guess, like my last point, which is like, I guess I don't have like any big trips coming up. I'm very much like here. I had a great summer of travel and I'm like excited to be here and like exploring New York. But I do hope that next year I can like go back to Africa. I want to go see my grandma. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like my big like dream trip for next year is yeah. like just go there and be in Zambia for a little while and maybe see other parts of Africa too. And hopefully get to show your grandma the places that you've yeah. got to explore, right? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be really sweet. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. So my last question, and I ask this in every episode, where in the world do you think everyone should visit? This could be a city, this could be a town, or it could be very specific, something like a park bench you once sat on. Wow. It's a real big world. <laughs> um... They should go to Southern Africa <laughs> and go see the Victoria Falls. Yeah? Yeah. Does that hold a special place in your heart? It does. I did it when I was really young with my parents. Mm -hmm. And we see so much like news coverage and just ads and all of this stuff about Africa, which, by the way, is like a huge continent, right? It's like 54 countries, so many different people, so many different languages. And we often see this like singular image of like, you know, a starving child with like a flea in their face, right? right? right. Um, and I, th I grew up and I started to kind of think of that as well. And I was like, no, like I have 
so many beautiful memories of the place that I'm from. And that's just like one thing that I remember is just like being in this beautiful place with my family and being like, this is where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, I like that. There's that pride. Yeah. There's that so there's a lot of pride. pride exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even though I've like picked up this American accent and I speak like Shona with an American accent and like am often very shy to start speaking, but when I do, it's totally fine. I think I've definitely got that pride in me. Love it. Yeah. It's real. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me.